Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Welcome to it. Um, good, fair listener. Um, it's I'm Nikki. Um, Brian Frangie is not here with us because he's uh, driving. I picture him like still driving to the Rocky Mountains. Me too. He's probably arrived. I see him like going around a turn, like trying to avoid a mountain. Sleet. Yes. Like a little tiny Um, car. Yeah. Yes. With all of their stuff packed, like they're moving across the country, but it's like they're just driving to their wedding location, which I'm going to tomorrow. Um, But why did they get there? How many days do you have to be there before a wedding? Anya. Didn't he just get there yesterday? Okay, maybe, but he's getting married Saturday. I would be oh. like, let's get in Friday. God, I'm nervous. <laughs> My stomach just flipped because I'm getting Anya's married here. on a Saturday. Sorry, uh-huh. I'm getting married on a Sunday. And I am just getting there on, I think, when am I getting there? The, uh, I don't the know. Saturday. We're having dinner on Saturday before. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. I think he's probably just going up there to hike and stuff. And they're having a bigger wedding than you are, I think. Okay, good. That relieves me. I just am having like a daytime, springtime lunch that I also happen to be getting married at with a small coterie of friends. Yeah, exactly. So it's not as... I don't understand going up early, but I'm sure it makes sense. I'm sure they're doing something um, that is necessary i never be, understand getting early to anything it could also be <laughs> that um ali's family and brian's family are not 
in the same location and it's just a way for them to do activities together. Like all hang out. Yeah. I think yeah, he's yeah, setting yeah. up a huge tent just in case it rains. <laughs> I just want to see him doing manual labor. It is going to rain all weekend, <laughs> I know. unfortunately. It is dirt, and yeah. it's an outdoor thing. Yes. I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, I'm fine with it, but um, it's not my Movies. wedding. If but, Taylor uh, Swift can do it, she yeah. can perform in a, in a typhoon. I think Brian, Brian will get be married. fine. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he say he doesn't care if it rains? Was that him? Yeah. What is it called in that New York Times uh, thing when it rains on your wedding day? <laughs> it's like the um, devil. Set. The devil had sex with your grandma or something. Oh, oh, that was something Carlisle wow. said. <laughs> Not the New York you Times. Using the New York Times thing. It sounds like it's an article. It was a quiz to place you uh, um, geog- geographically. By Regional your, accents. By or your, yeah. Regional and it phrases. said if, you, yeah, if it rains when it's sunny out, it's like called the devil beats its wife. And that's I think right. that's what um, Carlisle yeah, said too. Yeah, that's, what, that, that's where I heard it. It's so strange. And like, it's also, we have like wife wife beaters. The fact that we just call them that. Yeah, and it's I funny. Know. For like a tank top is so funny. <laughs> we don't even think about it. Oh, I'm just going to pair this with like a cute wife beater. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? It's really fucked up. Oh my God. I'm going to wear my infanticide shorts and then <laughs> pair it with a cute, like, uh, you know, uh, what's the what's a guy? I can't even think of other murders. <laughs> my molestation moccasins and my suicide belt. <laughs> um, and my suicide belt. I mean, <laughs> a lot of belts could do that. Some have. Um, yeah, a lot of people that they think commit suicide are just trying to jerk off. You know that? Yes. And I've a lot never of people tried the choking thing. That gets. Sh- I mean, ch- have you? What do you? I've never tied anything around my neck to like choke myself, but yeah, I've been choked in, during sex. Is it great? I'm a millennial. Um, <laughs> someone had a joke online the other day that was like, she was like, I'm not from America. She was like oh, Irish yeah, like and she her. got choked and she was like, I didn't know. I thought he was going to strangle me. He was, we were just making on the couch and he went to grab my neck. I forget who it was. I'm sorry I'm not giving <laughs> yeah, you credit. Katie but it was so funny. Katie Boyle. Oh, really? Good job. I, I think. I follow her too. She's a funny comic. She was I, like, was is so this just funny. a weird American surprise or something? Because <laughs> th- you would think someone's going to kill you if they start just throttling your neck. But that is like a normal thing now. You see all the time. And it's you've never once had any pressure on your neck during sex, Anya? No, I can't believe this. I can't either. What? I just tried it the other day. It's to, like the only way. I'm so delicate. Oh, really? I yes. can't see Anya into that. Wait, so are you doing it? Do you ever do it to yourself when you're? Yes. Out? Okay. Um, so yeah, I think I probably, I probably don't even I notice even I'm doing it. My do it to myself while I'm masturbating. I mean, yeah. I can think. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> so how um, do you do it when you're doing so many other things with your hands? Um, I don't know that I've done it to myself, but I, I guess I would, or I'm not, it's not out of the question, but, um, yeah. And it's, the trick is you don't actually squeeze. You just squeeze, you just put, you just place it there. And from there, if I'm, I'm talking to men or women who are, you know, are with people who want to be choked, um, also, it's not like you actually choke them that can really damage stuff. And it's the sides of the neck where like the blood flow is. You just kind mm. of put your pr- little bit of pressure on there. And if you block the blood flow, there's just something so hot about not being able to fucking breathe <laughs> when you're trying to come. Yeah. Do you understand this, Noah? So I get choked all the time in jujitsu. 
and you know like you oh, have yeah. to so tap out just, of it otherwise you'd pass out wet mat yeah yeah so <laughs> right you shit all over Kiso the <laughs> yeah. Kiso, yes. I saw a sign that the other day I thought of you <laughs> Mato Mahado um yeah so you have to so basically it's just like you you like start seeing a little bit of like white and like like stars you see the light yeah, yeah. you start seeing God starts to be like come here come to your grandmother she's waiting for you <laughs> and then you come and you come. And you come yeah and then you live 60 more years <laughs> but you almost get there <laughs> yeah you see start to see a little twinkle or like yeah it just gets like like a little like fuzzy and then you have to tap otherwise you will pass out you won't be dead right but um you're cutting off oxygen oh, to your about brain the mat yeah on the mat <laughs> but do you in in this in the sex do you ever i like it i don't i wouldn't want to be um choked like i am in jujitsu during sex but i like the forcefulness no. that it implies just the hold there yeah. like the the hold yeah, of the like hold. you're gonna i'm gonna i can't get i just like to you. be used mm-hmm. as yes. i like to be holes um and i like to be like <laughs> used like i don't like to be if i happen to come like i want that to be like i'm in trouble for doing that like i'm just a futon like that someone's <laughs> humping like i want to be i don't know what that fetish is um it's a probably like objectifying myself literally um i don't know what that is but i like um most of my fantasies always gear towards like whenever my partner's trying to like actually give me pleasure i'm like take that out of the equation like i'm not someone who deserves it or needs it well, i am just something that yeah you successful use. people like they're so used to being revered. You're gonna say succession fans. <laughs> and I was like, probably. <laughs> There's something fucked up about us if we like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think people that are successful and and revered probably want to be treated like shit sometimes because they're so sick of all the yes men around them and. You know, can I get you a water? Can I'm I, sure I, there's something to that, but I think that most successful people secretly think they're pieces of shit. And so they want that acted out in their fan. Like they can't admit it to anyone because then they would be their their empire would topple, even though I and I talk about it constantly that I don't like myself. But they will so they can only let it out there of where they, they truly feel who what their mom told them they were or whatever. They can let it out in there because it's like a, when you say things when you're having sex, you don't follow up and talk about them outside. Like it's just a, it's a safe space. It's almost like a therapist office where you can kind of let out things that if we we both have this tacit agreement during sex, not just I'm not talking about me and my partner, but like we collectively where it's like we say things and they're not going to get brought up outside of this, you know, like you don't have to hold me to anything I say in here. And so I can kind of let out all of my deepest fears or insecurities about myself and get treated like a dumb cum whore (laughs) that just needs dicks and cum. And that's all that I live off of. (laughs) (laughs) That's so stupid. Like Connor. He just lives off. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing. Doesn't need love. He's just what does he live? Yeah, off the brother air? in succession. He's like I'm like a I'm like a tree that lives off the insects that die inside <laughs> yeah. it. I don't need love. You guys are little love sponges, and I have learned how to adapt to not having love. Yeah, I like being that, but for come, <laughs> <laughs> I'm and learning so to dumb. adapt to a life without succession. It's been depressing, I have to say. Yeah, it is. I'm like searching every night to find a new thing. I did watch Tar the other night. Based on your recommendation on you and like was everyone's recommendation. What is tar? Um it's um 
uh, it's her name is Lydia Tar. I don't like that. I wish they would have named it something different because it just sounds like some. I don't know. It just didn't sound appealing to me. The tar with like a weird umlaut, not even an umlaut, like an accent over the a. But she is a composer. She's a maestra um, instead of maestro because I guess it's they change it if you're a lady with a stick. And she is the most prolific maestro or maestra that's like literally ever lived, like up there with Gershwin in this world that we're living in. And you know she's. She's done movie scores. She's egotted, essentially. She has egotted in the movie. Like, she's just the most renowned, most upheld, um, and just uh, the smartest. And she does speak like this. Immediately, you are struck by how she talks. It is like this, isn't it, Anya? Yes, starring Kate Blanchett. Oh, she's yeah, Kate Blanchett. She is a lesbian. aesthetic wardrobe. <laughs> Yes, and perfect skin and perfect hair and just a perfect vocabulary and the way she talks and she's uh, she does like special lectures and she's written a book and she's on a book tour and then it's about how she kind of, it's about how she's essentially uh, gets me too'd. You know, she's like this powerful um, lesbian uh, who has taken in young girls and like um, under her wing and mentored them. And surrounded herself with like a bevy of young girls. And she, um, and it kind of comes out that she might be doing some twisted shit. I'm so glad you watched Yeah, She's amazing. Kate Blanchett is incredible. She learned German for this. She learned how to play piano. And like, she's incredible. She's so, she's so the character. You don't question that this person is an actor even for a second. It's just next level stuff. Can I just say also though that like, I'm obsessed with Kate Blanchett as an actress. I don't, I don't, I'm not a Kate Blanchett. When people are fans of actors, you need to check yourself. Like, I don't understand people who are like, I love like, um, I guess like if you like someone's acting, that makes sense. If you're like, I want to see everything this person is in. But if you like saw them in the street and were like, I want to have dinner with this person, you don't they're actors they're like boring they're obsessed <laughs> with this one thing they're good at this one thing they don't reveal anything about themselves ever to you you don't really know who margot robbie is at all and yes am i saying this as someone who's revealed what way more of myself than these actors yes is is this me tooting my own horn a little bit yes i don't feel <laughs> like they should be upheld do you know, like, if you ask most people, like, who are the five people you'd want to have dinner with? They'd list a bunch of actors who would bore the fuck out of you. <laughs> Talking about yeah. their technique. Bradley Cooper. Do you really want to hang out with him? Do you know anything about him other than maybe a couple, like, anecdotes he's told on the Colbert couch that make him seem relatable that was highly rehearsed and produced by a producer you don't know these people at all there are some actors jason bateman who has a podcast any actor who has a podcast and it actually lets you in on who they are then maybe you can really like like them and be like i'm such a fan of them but most actors pass man like i don't want to even i don't i like your work have you ever met an actor and kind of had this shock afterwards that they're I so different so. from yes. who you thought they were. Yes. I'm like, can't you act like an interesting person? <laughs> you you are. You play one on screen. How did, it, you know, you meet someone on Raya who is like, oh, my God, he's so handsome. And he's you watch all his stuff and you're like, he's so adorable. And then you meet them in person. And you're like, 
he's so lame and he takes acting so seriously when it's so stupid. You're playing make-believe. There's no difference between you and like a kid on a playground. <laughs> being I like, I'm playing, this is school. I'm the teacher. Like, what, but actors are, don't you think, is there anything to this? I'm just confused when people like worship actors. Definitely. Musicians, I feel like, give you a little bit more of a sense of who they are. But actors aren't really writing... I think it's because musicians no. <laughs> like help you feel your feelings. So you get like emotionally yes. connected to them. But I totally agree with you. And maybe, you know, not to like humble brag or whatever, but just like working in radio and meeting uh, actors and stuff on press tours. I just was like, oh, I'm not really, you know, they're nice people, but I'm not really impressed and I'm not going to like worship them. There's just something icky about worshiping another human. I used human. to worship them. I used to worship like Dawson's Creek and Katie Holmes and like all these Jennifer Aniston. I hear she's a good hang. Okay, fine. That's great. Like I'm not all of them are awful by no means. Henry Winkler, remember when he came into the studio? He was a fucking gem. Oh, yeah. There are some that are like yes. truly great humans and interesting off camera but um i don't i i just i think we should and i'm not asking people to give a shit about me i'm just i'm so much more interested in comedians and people who are sharing of themselves yeah. but also not self-help people on instagram oh, no oh, more of these people God, who imagine? are sharing <laughs> who are trying to get you to live a better life i'm just so sick of it i'm muting them all I don't want any of it of like the keys to a good day waking up at first. Oh, I, I was wake just going to send you that today. I can't, you know what I mean? Like these, I've talked about them before. They annoy me. And sometimes you get little nuggets of like, wow, that's really inspirational. But this girl the other day, I sent it to you, Anya. You saw that girl. Good morning, guys. I just want to remind you, here's your daily reminder to take 10 minutes outside under the sun out in the real world before you get on with your busy day you might think it's not important to get this vitamin d and connect with nature but it's the most important thing you'll do today honestly i'm not gonna lie it did making me sending this to you to make fun of it did get me to actually today take the long walk home from starbucks to get a little bit more sun and not be on my phone and like breathe but i was sitting starbucks outside like, at starbucks just like laying out i was going into a deposition hearing i was stressed out stressed sipping starbucks chugged it you know a whole venti extra hot by the end of the block but i did go the long way to soak up the sun and take that extra 10 minutes but my annoyance with that clip was the fact that she posted She's going to see. I know someone's going to see this and send it to her. And then it's going to be like, hey, I really didn't appreciate that you called. Like, I actually was trying to help people. I know you were, girl. I actually think your heart is in the right place. Mine is not. Mine is not. <laughs> so I can't stomach it. But I, you Nikki's have to admit to yourself. To the left. <laughs> if you see. The, yeah. If. Yeah. It's my heart is like. Her doctor has actually said. Starting to come out of my ass. Yeah. Um. She posted this and then she showed that like you should schedule it every day in your calendar. This oh, was the point that anno annoyed that. me. Are you kidding me? This I wasn't was wearing my readers. No, there was a little square. Oh, yes. You. So within this video, which I did actually benefit from, I was like, I do need to soak up the sun a little bit more. There was a screen grab of her calendar that day. Oh, oh God. Okay. 
and it said 10 minutes of like sun time or whatever. But then she didn't crop it in a way that you, she cropped it in a way that you could still see some other stuff she had on the calendar. And it was like, you know, meeting with my book editor an hour. And then it was like meeting to come up with tour um, merch designs, approval of um, editing. Like there was just three other meetings on there that you could see within a three hour span that if you are looking at that, you feel like shit about yourself because I I literally looked at my calendar and I go, I, I had so much to do yesterday. I had tons to do, but I felt worthless. That made me feel worse about myself than it did make me feel better. And I think most of the self-help stuff is always laced with like, I'm better than you, yep. bitch. And this is my life. And I'm guessing, I'm guessing that I know she posted that calendar to show us how busy she was, which is okay. We have to brag. Otherwise, people don't know what we're doing. Yesterday, I was at the Muni which is an 11,000 seat outdoor oh my God. Uh, theater to go see the musical, the Carol King musical, Beautiful. And I went with um, Chris, my boyfriend and his mom, and she got us tickets. It was so lovely. But I got there and I was like, oh my God, Chris, take a picture of me with this sold out 11,000 seater outdoor pavilion. Okay. <laughs> take a picture with me. And we were kind of in the front. So it looked like I was like maybe on stage. And I go, I'm going to post, we forgot to do it, but I was like, I wish I would have done it. I want to post sold out in Birmingham. Love you guys. And (laughs) who the fuck would ever question that? No one. People would just go, she's selling out in Birmingham. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start subtly bragging in my post. I want everyone who listens to the show to know I know what I'm doing. Right. Only the besties will be in on the joke. That's the genius of it. Let me hashtag it with something so everyone knows when I know what I'm doing. Just hashtag SB, subtle brag. Oh, that's humble brag. Yeah, I'll just hashtag it HB. But no, no, no. It's, It's not a humble brag. I'm not trying to do this. I'm... I'm literally trying to manipulate the system to show you that bragging will get me like more things. And I want you to know that I'm in on it, but I could have done that. Fake humble brag. Yeah, that's good. FHB, FHB. Okay. I'll write F I'll try to remember to do that. People will just be like, this is a great one. I'm like, no, that was really me (laughs) just bragging. And that is my accomplishment. Well, this is like what JLo and famous people do to find out who in their camp is a mole. They start feeding fake stories to people in their inner circle. And then if it gets to the inquirer, they're like, all right, I know exactly who. Oh, yeah, that's really good. That's like when you do a you sign up for things and they give your email and you give um, you have an email account that's just for if they sell your date like to those things. And then Chris sees or he has like a fake name. So if he ever gets spam mail or something that's like too crunch convy or whatever he's like oh <laughs> this person sold my data not that right. he can keep track but it's a good idea but i i i was said to chris i was like what town should i say i'm in because it's like outdoor summertime and he was like birmingham is perfect because i don't tour there i don't have enough fans in the birmingham area i never would tour there i don't think it's okay that i'm not and most people would not question it no one's gonna <laughs> your tour dates are also, if, they, if someone goes, was Nikki really in Birmingham? If you go to NikkiGlazer.com, it's only my current tour date. So if I was there last night, it's not listed anymore. You're not going to find it. It would also, be brilliant. Also, an 11,000 theater in Birmingham is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, outdoor theater in Birmingham. I sold it out. I'm Bert Kreischer, baby. Okay, we'll take a break and be back after this.
Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always gonna have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous <laughs> of your generation yeah. that didn't have to deal with Instagram and that. Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. 
I just sprayed some of my daily throat spray immune support. Beekeepers natural. I got all this shit for my throat. None of it works. It's Are just you feeling deteriorating. Sick or the throat's just hurting. No, it's just always irritated. None of my subliminal messaging to myself about being the best singer in the world is happening because I cannot sing. I haven't been able to sing for a week and a half, two weeks. At this point, I canceled my lesson today. It sucks. Do you feel like there's something that needs to be said that you aren't saying in your personal life? Yeah, because, yes, uh, uh, Noah, thank you for saying that. Stop strangling me, Chris. (laughs) (sighs) No, more. (laughs) Yeah, that might be impacting your chords. My dad's dad's a singer and talks a lot. He never has any issues with his voice. I I won't say never, but it's, I don't remember any time in my childhood where my dad couldn't sing or had to take any time off. And this happens to me constantly. I'm going like, to get choked up even talking about it because it just sucks because it is it is a reflection of like you're not saying something that's locked inside of you like yes. your throat chakra or whatever. I'm fucked. I don't know how to fix it. And and if you try to take time off, I'm sorry I'm getting emotional. If you take time off, no one believe no one believes you. That you can't really like hang out. So your social life gets diminished because that's what has to go first. So you can't talk anymore. People kind of even don't believe you. I went to the concert last night. I was supposed to go to dinner with Chris and his mom and I canceled on that because I was like, I can't talk. And she's like, well, I was going to get us tickets to this musical. And I was like, well, I can go to that because I can't talk. But it seemed like I was just like lying. Like that sounds more fun than a dinner. I'll go to that. And I'm talking at the musical because people are talking to me. What do I say? I can't. So it just sucks. And all I want to do is sing. I don't want to talk. I And I can't do that at all. And it's just blow. I can't even sing along to music in the shower. It just blows. I'm just feeling sorry for myself a little bit. Just letting I'm that sorry, out a tiny babe. bit. And then last night I had a dr- like, I always have this recurring dream. Well, last night was really rough. I had a dream I was raped and I was watching it. Oh my God. I was watching my own rape. And then two, and two people were doing it. It was like him and another guy. and. I was going to report it. I was watching myself. I don't Who knows what this even means? Well, I might because in the middle of the night, I Googled dream watching your own rape. And then I, I fell asleep as I was reading the, the fucking bot description. All these dream interpretations are written by bots. None of it oh makes God. any sense. And so, um, yeah, there's obviously something going on with me psychologically that I am needing to process because I got raped in my dream last night and it was really ongoing and it was long and it turned into this whole episode where his girlfriend found out about it and she was going to cover it up too. And I knew I wasn't going to be believed. There was no way for whatever reason I woke up with this feeling of like, and this person, I was like, if I ever meet them again, I... This will be so lasting with me that they raped me oh. <laughs> that even though this person did not rape me in real life, not even close, I will never I'll be disgusted with them if I see them like this is going to solidify it that I will never want to have this person in my life again. And oh, it was so just the this- person in the dream is someone you actually know. Yes. The person who raped me is someone I know. And um, what do they mean to you? Obviously anonymous, but like. What what are your um, true feelings about this betrayal person in your daily life? And like uh, just yeah, I guess betrayal and um just me being stupid and like all all of those things, unfinished like anger, <laughs> a repressed okay. anger that, that I haven't sense. gotten to express and just feeling like an idiot and feeling like I'm the one who's like the joke and 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 I always encounter him and his little cohort that I feel like I'm the the idiot 
I always encounter them in dreams and I never win. They always win. I never, the story never finishes the way I used to want it to finish. This is all based on something that happened that I wanted to finish a certain way. In my true life now, I do not want that. I'm so glad it didn't finish that way. But it reoccurs and then I I always think in the dream, like, this is my dream. I get to finally have this go the way I want it to. It never ever goes that way they always end up laughing at me and i get physically hurt in some way and last night i was raped what the oh fuck God. man I and i woke I up like crying and like shaking and like so distraught that i was like oh my god like that really felt real like that was no that was no nonsense man like that was a different no kind of dream rape. <laughs> yeah that was like i mean i'm not comparing it to what actual victims feel but man i was in it it was, and, and I was watching it, which I do believe is like a, a thing that happens to people. Not Like, I'm not talking like at all like I was raped. Please don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I had a dream that I was. It's like that Uber driver that I met that said that he met Jesus. And he's like, it was a dream. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I don't think you met Jesus. But it just felt, um, it was, it was wild. And so well, you've obviously been violated in some way in your real life and your subconscious feels like, you have these unexpressed feelings. It's like what you were just saying about your throat chakra. You cannot get the stuff out or you feel like you're not allowed to express yourself. And even in the dream. What am I not expressing? I fucking have a podcast where I say I want to kill myself sometimes. Like how, what is it? It's probably something unresolved. I literally don't know. It's, it's something unresolved. And in our dreams, like the reason we have dreams is because our brain is trying to purge these right. thoughts and it could just be like your brain trying to get rid of this issue between you and this person but yeah it just keeps getting locked in because it's unresolved it's kind of it's 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 bizarre and I do, I do believe in dream analysis to like let you know what's going on in your life so I'm not saying it's not that but I just don't know what's locked inside of me I, I just I had just this with my dad know. who's a dream analyst that was oh. what he taught in university was dream research. And he called me the other day and was like, I had the most bizarre dream and I cannot figure it out. And then he told it to me. I'm like, this is so easy. It's this, 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 and this. And he was like, oh my God, you blew my mind. Like he has all these unresolved issues with his dad and he dreamt that his dad came back to life or they were talking and he's, my dad is saying to his dad, like, I can't believe you've been alive this whole time. And his dad's like, yeah, I've been living in Romeo, Michigan this whole time. Where have you been? You never come to visit me. You visited your mother. You never come to visit me. And my dad's like, I tried to, I tried 20 times to find you. I've never. Anyway, so I'm analyzing this dream and my dad, I go, your, your name is Jerome. You were called Romeo growing up. Romeo, Michigan. You, your dad's saying, I've been here the whole time. He's saying, I've been inside. I'm in, in Romeo. He's inside you. He's always there. He's waiting to connect with you. And I go, also, mm. your dad was emotionally unavailable. So you're saying in your dream, I've tried I like that many you're doing times. dream analysis with <laughs> your dad and everything comes back to your dad. Like when you bring a dream to your yeah. dad, is he uh, is he always just kind of like trying to tiptoe around the fact that it's about him? <laughs> like, does he ever acknowledge like, does he know about dad issues? What do you mean? Like, like, isn't most stuff like isn't most stuff about your dad? Like most not you, stuff is but like, about you and your dream. Like you are the rapist. You are Nikki. You are Nikki watching. Oh, Nikki. I'm the rapist. Mm-hmm. You could be. 
Mm, I don't want to be, be the rapist. <laughs> That's <laughs> you not have. the way I want it to go. Usually um, your subconscious is trying to integrate stuff. So you're healing something within yourself. Um, it oh, sounds God. like maybe you think there's a part. Of, does, is that, does any part of you feel like you sold yourself out with this situation? Like, not that situation. No, no. If anything, I felt like I was very authentic and like did for the first time, like what I wanted and give, didn't give a fuck. And was like, I felt probably more myself than ever with regarding that situation or felt like so, a woman, you know? So, so the Nikki I, in the dream who's watching Nikki get raped. Oh God. What's she doing? Are you actually in the room or it's Eating just popcorn. like. <laughs> <laughs> Eating skinny pop. Just, just throwing it in, in the show. Trying to catch it with your mouth. Just having a snack. I'm like, choke her. Choke her a little bit. This will turn around. She'll start liking it. Um, <laughs> there you go. You're healed. <laughs> um, I don't know what I was doing. All I know is it was a night of like struggles to sleep. And then I woke up and I was bleeding. You know, like uh, it's a period. Oh. Pre-period. I mean, I don't think that's all of it. Because my as my old, you know, um, abusive therapist, my abusive, um, <laughs> Dr. Abusive, <laughs> she used to say that when you say like I'm on my period like I'm really fucking upset right now it's like it's all your emotions are still what is inside you it's just being expressed there's no more walls up the dam is broke because you're on your period it's not because your period's giving you these feelings those mm -hmm. are still inside you regardless of if your period's there or not so this whole excuse of like you're wackadoo because your period yes it might be heightened and it might come out like whoosh but that's it's not to in, don't invalidate your feelings because you're on your period just okay, know that they're heightened for an abusive therapist, like she had some really good points. Oh, my God. I think I got a lot out of this lady. I'm not a beauty. I'll never be a model. Thank God I'm not a model. Models hate themselves. Models are the most miserable people in the world. I always come back to that. But you're not a beauty, and you never were. Um, your dad told you you were beautiful at a young age. You didn't trust him, so that, like, you knew you weren't because no one else said it. So why would that be? Why would your dad know this thing that wasn't true? So you'll never trust your father. Um, <laughs> okay, I take you, back what I said. <laughs> That's a pretty good one, though. Where I was a smart enough kid to be like, I know I'm not a knockout. Like, th this is, I see girls that are knockouts. I see what happens when they live their life. I see the compliments they get. I'm constantly observing what other people get, and I don't. It's like my but superpower. she was wrong. Your dad authentically believed you were beautiful. Yes, because he saw the beauty he, in you. Yes, but I couldn't trust him because he... He he did not line up with what everyone it'd be like saying like the sky is green. And I'm like, I know he believes that, but he's wrong. Like and so he's I'm an not gonna trust source. any exactly. I can't trust anything else he says good about me because he's so off about this thing. <laughs> and it's and it's true. Like he would I would bring home like a a painting or something from art class and he'd frame it and be like, You're a genius. He would literally say that. And I go, well, this can't be true because no one in my art, no one at school is putting this on a wall. You know, like there's a lot of people that are coming, <laughs> coming to, to like are touching this art are seeing it. It's getting in front of them. Principals aren't pu putting it up. No one's really recognizing it. So you start to just go, well, this I can't really the one person who believes in me. I can't trust him <laughs> because. And so I hate this whole idea of like, if there's one person who believes in you, they're probably your dad and they probably are delusional and they love you because they have to. And they see beauty in you because you kind of look like them and they might be a little bit of a narcissist like we all are. Sorry, dad.
And he loves me. Anything I do, he loves. So do you relate to that? Like when your parents were like, you're amazing. Like you couldn't really trust. I was just like, no. parents never said that to me. It was always like something. I don't know which is worse. Yeah, it was like anything I did was not good enough. It's like, unless Mm. you're a doctor. And I'm like, I'm eight. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's so sad. I'm going to be a podcast. No, that's definitely worse. I can't imagine get a parent not it. saying those things. My mom Obviously. used to walk behind me when I would walk home from school. I remember being seven or eight and she was going, which means what a beauty. Look at that. She would always be like, look at that posture. She has a neck like Audrey Hepburn. Look, but it was a little fucked up because it was like, yeah, I was she's walking like cat calling you. <laughs> I know. She's, she's like the creepy whistling. guy that follows you and you're just like, okay, thank was, you. And then they keep walking behind yeah. you and you're like, oh God, Mom, this, leave me alone. <laughs> is this a coincidence or does this guy live near me? Is he, yeah. I did feel like, oh, I guess I have amazing posture. So I'm you a believed beautiful it. girl. But then I had my dad on the other side being like, oh, you're going to inherit, you know, our terrible self-esteem. You're going to inherit your mother's uh, Russian nose. You're going to inherit. Like he was always putting these weird ideas in my head of his own insecurities. Mm. So I had a balance of someone who really believed in me and loved me. And then my dad, it was like, oh, you're probably going to lose all your friends and you don't have a very strong voice and you'll never sing at the Met. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait your dentist. dad didn't say that. That was your dentist. Okay. <laughs> Conflating. <laughs> well, um, some important men in my life. I was like, I'm glad I can fact check that one <laughs> Thank for you, your dad. Um, so I sent you this earlier today, mm-hmm. Anya. You didn't see it. You have like a million things I sent you in your oh, really? Instagram um, folder okay. to look okay. at. You're, I'm like jealous of you. It's like a private Reddit feed I've made <laughs> for you of the most interesting things. Oh, yeah, nine things. No, I should have put you on all of it too. I don't know why I didn't. But this one Memes is specific to like Anya because she knows this person. I follow this like plastic surgeon. <laughs> and they I'll say they to protect their identity they posted all of these photos of a before and after and then at the very end of this caption of like highlighting what the girl wanted and then what he decided to they decided to give her and then what blah, 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 blah. at the very end it says isn't she the cutest oh my god <laughs> I, I, I can't ever go see this person ever <laughs> I will never see a doctor that f- sums up an entire surgical procedure and shows before and after picture and say isn't she the cutest don't Does you that make you kind of sick <laughs> yeah it's I mean, I ha- I gotta say, the after is cute. Yeah, Sh- she's adorable, she has, but she doesn't have on harsh lipstick either. True, and yeah, sh- that lift lip, the lip lift is the the thing to do. If you're looking to get any surgery, the new thing is a lip lift. The space between your nostril and your lip is too long probably so you should fix it by getting the skin cut out and lift it up and then if your your lip is just lifted up a bit that is what is pretty much setting every celebrity um uh, apart from the way you look and you'll never be as good as them and (laughs) but don't worry about it (laughs) but don't worry about it there are some other things i sent you i said um oh this was this one made me laugh you know what the bechdel test is Oh, I forgot what that is. A personality it's, test? No, it's what they run through movies to see if mo- like a movie passes the Bechdel test. It has to have one scene where one woman and another talks to another woman and they don't talk about a man. And it's like no movies pass it. Every no, no movies have once all it needs is to pass the Bechdel test one scene where two women talk to each other and they're not talking about a man. And okay. what no else would they be talking about though? 
<laughs> well, this one says, someone pointed out to me that, oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. Passes the Bechdel test oh. and I haven't stopped laughing for a week. <laughs> and I loved that. They could be talking about a job, themselves, other women, uh, the, the anything. Yeah, exactly. What else would they be talking about? And then I sent you some mean stuff of a cute dog thing, um, a Joan Rivers clip. And then Ooh. a succession meme. Um, so there's some really tasty th- treats in oh, there for you. Thank you. This is yeah. my own personal Reddit dump. I love these. I look forward to these because I don't have notifications on. So at the end of the day, I'll be like, yes, Nikki sent me a bunch of stuff. Yeah, You're my newsfeed. <laughs> it's fun to um, send stuff. But they have this trick now on Instagram where it'll be like, it'll show like a vacation spot and like this beautiful water. And like, it's like the first person you send this to, the f- if you... <laughs> You go to the, your sends and you the first person that shows up to send this to is who you should go on this vacation with. But it's just a way to get people to send things to people. And it kind of works on me because I'm like, ah, it's you. <laughs> but yeah, you're my first one when I pull it up because I'm yes. mostly sending things to you. Let me Same. just see. You're always my first. Okay, so this one, I'm, I'll just do it on Instagram. So here we go. Yeah, you're my first, then Chris, then my sister, then Noah, then Noah and you, <laughs> then my mom. That's a pretty good list. Yeah. Okay, you're first. You and uh, Noah are second. Matt is third. My friend Jenny is fourth. They send her a lot of stuff. And China's fifth. And then the Nikki Glazer podcast. Wait, this can't be right because Chris Convey's seventh. I've only sent him something like once. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense. Um, I went to go see a musical last night. The oh, yeah, what did beautiful. you think? Of beautiful. I, um... <sighs> So is a musical, I like music. is it like a play or is it just like an orchestra? It's a play with songs. Okay. It's a musical. Have you ever seen a musical? <laughs> um, I think, well, I, I've Have seen you? Rent, but I don't like. <laughs> I I loved um, Into the Woods is my favorite musical in West Side Story. But music, I turned to Chris at one point, like maybe five minutes in and go, I got to write a musical because the jokes are terrible terrible oh nikki and this is critically acclaimed i mean they're just so bad the dialogue is i don't awful. remember jokes there's no i mean there was one funny one where it was like yeah i've got like and she talks like brooklyn you know she's like playing carol king and she, she talks like this the whole time she really actually sounded a lot like sherry o'terry i was like this seems like the sherry o'terry <laughs> biopic because she was just like moving like her and kind of just you know jazz hands about everything because that's the musicals they're just like that and you know the, like high kicks and um sherry o'terry so anyway she was like one joke that i liked was like oh he'll never go for a girl like me he likes girls like that look at her body um i've got all the places that I'm supposed to be small, I'm too big. And the places I'm too big that are supposed to be big are too small. It's like, I got the right amount of body. It's just in the wrong places. Like, it's like stuff like oh my that. God. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> and the, the median age at this 11,000 seater at the Muni, which I'd never been to in St. Louis. It's like, a, it's been around forever. We said the Pledge of Allegiance. Our, no, what? we sang, we sang um, the sparse, we had to go face the flag and, and, do the Star Spangled Banner before. And I go, Chris, what is happening? And he was like, this is like from back, this place has been around 50 years. I'm like, so, uh, so is like segregation. Like we have to let (laughs) some things go. Like, I don't like this argument of like, it's tradition, but happy to be there. 
and it was it was it's well, gorgeous. I guess it's they an outdoor love your country. <laughs> no, and <laughs> and you know what? I'm like, you know what? I can get into the fucking Star Spangled Banner. I, that's it, a why same. not? But Wait, then I was just thinking, Star we arrested Trump yesterday. I was kind of feeling proud, but I was also like, we elected him, and I was just kind of going through all the emotions during <laughs> the. It wasn't Pledge of Allegiance. That would be insane. Sorry, it's not a third grade classroom. <laughs> oh, that's what I thought you were doing. I'm like, that is wild. No, it was it was the Star Spangled Banner, and they had to make the announcement of like, if you can stand, because most of the audience couldn't. Oh, I said to Chris at one God. point, I go in 20 years. If you just did a click, like 20 years, everyone's dead here. Literally, no, it's that old. It's really sweet that these people go out and do this at 8, 15 at night. We were out till 11 at night. Um, but musicals are just, it, it was fun. The singing is amazing. Like that's about the incredible those hits, thing. Huh? Hit and she has hit so many hits. Hit. But you saw that musical twice. Yes, I, I went alone once, and then wow. I I know Carol's daughter, Louise Goffin. She's a friend no, like, of mine. How did you get through it twice? <laughs> yeah, well, go with no. her daughter, and that will make you oh, fucking yeah. absorb because every she's in moment. it. The daughter's yeah. like a big part of it. Well, when I told Louise, I go, "Have you seen Beautiful?" Initially, she's like, "No, I have no interest in seeing that. I grew up with my mother. I get it." And I was like. You got to see it. It's fucking wild. And you're, do you know that you're in it as a baby? Like you're in all the scenes. Yeah, she is. And she just like, I, I felt weird telling her about it. And then a few months later, she's like, I'm coming to New York. I have an extra ticket. Would you come with me? I was like, I would be honored. Are you kidding? So we're, I'm watching it with her and I'm like sobbing through the entire thing because it's just so eerie. And like, I know her sort of the, her history with her family and it, mm. you know, maybe wasn't all totally How do you know her? She's a we, musician. We met at a songwriting camp. Yeah. Okay. And I, I was a fan of hers years ago. I loved her first record and was like, this is so good. And yeah, we, we wrote some songs together in Tulum once with. I literally looked her up afterwards because I go, if she is the product of Jerry, the, the, lyricist, the lyricist, and then Carol King, the composer. She's got to be musically inclined, and she was. She has, like, a ton of stuff out. Oh, she's amazing. And she's so nice and so funny, and she has, like, a songwriting. Uh, what's her I name on it? a songwriting session. Louise Goffin. But, yeah, but, yeah, it was pretty wild watching it with her. And then but, she was like, you're right. This was great. <laughs> it is great. The music is great. And it's just fun. It's just fun to watch like the sets being moved around and like yes. all of the stuff that goes into production and like yeah. and also to hear their amazing voices. And I have to say, I was just jealous the whole time of just like them not only being able to sing and I can't fucking do anything. My throat was burning that it oh. started burning. Nothing was happening. I was chewing on cough drops and I started having like a reaction to my jealousy and envy of like these young people just belting and like, why didn't anyone take me aside and teach me to do this? I could literally be up there doing this. No one, Would you no want one cared to, do to like, yeah, I was obsessed with musical theater in high uh, school. I mean, do I want to do it now? Yes. I mean, I would like to do, I'm now I think hoping to get famous enough that someone will like cast me in something someday. You should do like, Chicago. I don't like that musical. I want Into the Woods. Okay. <laughs> I want to be the oh, You ba- already know the, the baker's wife. Into the Woods. It's an Come alto on, role. Um, no. Um, I can't <laughs> sing <laughs> right now. I but, thought that was like a rapping part where you're like, and Into the Woods, and this is the oh, thing. Oh, the witch? Oh, I would like to. Actually, that's the role I want. I want the role of the witch. 
Greens, greens, and nothing but greens, parsley, pepper, cabbages, and celery, asparagus, and watercress, and fiddlefrons, and lettuce, he said, all right. But it wasn't quite, because I caught him in the autumn in the garden one night. He was robbing me, raping me, rooting <laughs> oh. through my rutabaga, raiding my arugula, and ripping up the rampy and my champion, my favorite. I should have laid a spell on him right there. Could have turned him into a stone, or a dog, or a chair. Ha 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 ha. But I let him have the rampy, and I'd lots to spare. But in, turn, ret- in return, however, I said, fair is fair. You should let me have the baby. That's your wife shall bear and we'll call it square so i had a brother no but you had a sister so i let him have the uh anyway that's that's all i remember i could <laughs> yeah, do the rest of it forever nice. and ever but yeah they did that they did that uh, musical in high school and i was obsessed with it and i played snow white and i had, had one line at the in the finale performance you just you are like a whore on the prince's shoulder because he is now like let go of the princess at the end, and then he's just like you know a bachelor a bachelor now in this wonderland that um, this fairy tale land, and I'm Snow White, and I just had sex with him with my with the girl that's with Sleeping Beauties on the, his other shoulder, and we just this go. This is in elementary Excuse school. Me. <laughs> no, this is high school. I, I mean, that's the sex. connotation <laughs> that he's he's a Lothario now. Like he's your professor. Walking around with two your women. teacher at the time is like, okay, so your motivation is you just fuck this guy. I mean, do you know <laughs> uh, high school drama coaches? They're all kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> There's always like. A Did you have to wear undertone. a black wig? Um. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I was just like, but it was a good, I can't imagine seeing that twice though, because it's so long and intermissions have got to go. Just keep it moving, honey. I don't need, I want to just, it's not that it's, I just kept being like, we got an intermission and I'm always figuring out how much more there is to something, even if I'm enjoying it thoroughly. I'm always figuring out when is this going to (laughs) end? Why do I do that? Do you guys do that? I'm yes, during everything. Yes. I almost Googled beautiful the musical running time. And I'm like, I don't, I think they're, this is a, a, like an accordion. It's based on what's production. But I wanted, I'm always run, anytime I type in a movie, Google knows, put in running time. Because Nikki Glazer's looking up yes. how long this fucking thing is. That's Noah, what I want to know. In Europe, we had to negotiate. Matt was advancing all the shows. He had to negotiate with every city in Europe that we did not want to do an interval. Because in Europe, they do intervals. A comedian will do 40 minutes, walk off stage, and come back and do another 40 minutes and finish the show. And guess why? Uh, So people can go to the bathroom? That, but mostly they just want to sell booze. Uh, It's smart. Everything's marketing. That makes sense. But it's and that's like, why they do what it. What do you do and do indoors? Doors is an hour long of booze purchasing and drinking time. Because during, because then people are too scared to get up and get something once right. the show has started, and then they lose mm-hmm. out on. And that is the only thing that keeps theaters alive. Really, it's like they get screwed on tickets, just like the artist does. Like promoter, you know, like it's all fucked. They gotta make those concessions. They gotta. It makes sense, but it is hard to do as. But a comedian. it's a long night. It is a long night. I do a half hour interval at most of these. You know what? You know what I like about intermissions? They let you. They give you a chance to go. Do I really give a fuck about the rest of this? (laughs) It's like like, you know when you're watching a TV show. Then you could just yeah, the musical. Evan Um, Hansen. Yeah. I just (laughs) that was. I can't believe. Oh, you went back and stayed. Yeah, I went back and stayed, but. I can't believe that people love musicals so much. Like it was really touching to me that everyone in this audience was like, we, we'd go to every single one. People love them and they're so corny. Like they're really, 
Did you not think the beautiful was corny? I thought it was going to be let, but you know, it has to be because that's what musicals are. I'm honestly going to say of every musical I've ever seen in my life, I yeah. think beautiful was the, my favorite because it was emotional. I cried a lot. I, that's what I'm looking for in a show. I want to cry. I, I want imagine to imagine crying during that show. I don't care I don't, whose daughter was sitting next to me. I, <laughs> I don't even know where you would have cried. And at waitress any point. was so good. Yeah, there's some that, I mean, they can be great. It just, um, it was, it the dialogue just like, you know, it's just like everything feels like a middle school play. Yeah. Everyone talks like this and everyone walks like this and mimes like this. And it's just like, but I know that's what theater is because it was based on before we had amplification. So you had to be very big. You had to play the back of the room and make it so big. And it's weird to me though, Carol King's music, especially I want to hear it done in the Carol King style. Not like tons of vibrato, like, ah! like it, it's like musical theater is done in a certain way of like, and they sing like this and everything must be like, so yes. like, um, and Carol King doesn't sing like that. So I found that to be a little jarring. Do you, did you see that? Yes. You're, I wonder who played her, but I didn't feel that the singer, I think I saw Jesse. No, she was What's, great. Jesse, I can't remember her last name. Anyway, she was also in Waitress. I saw her sing the Carol King part and she seemed understated. But I remember when I was uh, hanging out in New York with my, some Broadway friends, they kept having me play this place called 50. Two below, I think it's called. Oh maybe. yeah, fifties. I forget. I think it's not. Anyway, it's a Broadway place, and all the Broadway singers like go there, and they have drinks, and then they do like an open mic thing. And I was asked a few times to go, and I was like terrified. I'm like, please, no, I don't want to perform with Broadway singers. I don't have. Yeah, it's next level. The, and the, and they, my friends who put it on, were like, you absolutely have to. They love you. And I remember I was like so shocked that these people liked my voice because I have this soft kind of airy voice and I can't belt it out like they can. And um, my Broadway friends were like, no, 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 they're fascinated by voices like yours. I'm like, is, are you just being <laughs> yeah. nice? And she's like, I swear to God, because they have to sing this way. And they're like, I don't know. I don't, she might've just been. Yeah. I mean, it's a totally different, it's, it's completely different. And, but we associate that kind of voice with like, that's good. Mm -hmm. if you, I would you, love to be able to belt it out like that. You could. With the right training, you just weren't trained to do that. I guess That's with what I'm comedy, saying. Like, would you kind of equate it to improv actors who's like who don't even do stand up? They just do like the improv theater. Like the difference between Broadway singers and and rock singers, yeah, and like just or like like a singer songwriter like Anya. Yeah, maybe of like that one doesn't respect the other. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> not gonna say who. <laughs> No, I, the only reason stand-up comics don't respect improv uh, comedians is because we don't, I'll speak for myself, I don't think I can do that. And so I have to make fun of it because I fear it. Mm. That's oh, like for, that's sketch for me. comics? Is that what that yeah, is? Like you and the same be. for Broadway. If I'm making fun of a Broadway voice, oh, right, it's because right, right. I can't belt like that. So I have to put it down because I'm scared of it, right. which is what we do with literally everything in life. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go pee and we're going to come back and do some more. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up... (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is she breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. Ways to get Noah. You don't do you like musicals? I do not. Why? Um, I think I just and it's no offense to the actors or anything like that. I do think there's a lot of professionalism behind it, but I find it too corny. 
Yes. Like like yeah. what you're saying. The same. The like the overacting into the music and it's, it was just yeah. <laughs> Have you guys watched The Idol yet? The new HBO no. thing. Is it I, worth I, watching? I, I I haven't watched it. I'm just curious if you've seen it. I I I don't think I ever will because I don't want to see an anorexic girl having you know, <laughs> penetrative sex. I, I mean, I, I watch that nothing by porn. I feel like um, I just don't, I don't need to see Lily Rose Depp being like, fuck. I hear there's a scene where she has to be fully nude and the weekend is like literally oh, wearing a I turtleneck. I read a lot of things about that um, that were not cool about how the female actors were treated on set. Oh, Me too. Yeah. But then Turns I saw a post. He might be a bad guy. But then Weird. she posted something where she's like, "I love these guys and my teammates, and they were so I incredible, and I'm so lucky, and they love you mm. guys." And there's not a gun to my head, and I'm <laughs> not terrified of not getting work anymore if I speak out about what really happened. Speaking, no, of I which, saw that too. I, I watched the four-part Duggar series. I can save you any time you might want to save. I watched two parts of it, and I think I could f- probably finish it for you. Whoa. Yeah. So Josh Duggar touched his sisters when they were young. We don't have any details about it because they won't speak about it. So what's the point of the fucking doc? It's all the evangelical church. It's that one guy that started the church and then he kind of trained Joe Bob Jugger to um, <laughs> take this and, and actually be uh, proselytized to the whole world through TLC. He made the show. They knew about um, Josh, the son, the oldest son, touching the little girls. So they sent him away to a camp and, or to go build houses in Bolivia where he wasn't going to be around kids except yes he was and then um and then that's where i left off and then they covered it up and they never gave their children any money when they finally put their foot down and said we're broke we would like some money for the show we've been working on forever he paid them ten dollars an hour like barely and um they, they unionized never, the duggars unionized a couple kids were like you know she was pregnant and one of the I ones the, that had been abused the interesting part i liked was like these kids talking, these other kids that grew up in the same kind of church system, I forget what it's called, IBSL or something. It's called <laughs> yeah. like IBS. Um, <laughs> yeah, they grew up in the same cult. They said that when they watched the Duggars, they related to this family of like, everyone's like placid and always happy. And there's no, there's no kids screaming or no spikes of like enjoyment. There's no yeah, running around. There's no playing. These kids are just docile. And I'm always watching it being like, these are such good, well-behaved kids, but they're, they're robots. Yeah. They see it all the time as babies. They teach them to not to be docile. So if they go Wait, off how a do they blanket, do it? I want to start doing it to forest. <laughs> Wait, this is in the dock. This is yeah. interesting. Okay. They put them on a blanket. This. And the and the um, the mom dug her. She said you just put them on a blanket, and then when the baby goes off the blanket, you just you beat them in the name of God until he gets understands that he's not allowed to go off the blanket and he's not allowed to cry. Oh and my it's God! So much fun. Wait, she says you beat them in the name of God, mm-hmm. or does she say you spank them, or does she say something sweeter? She doesn't say beat, right? You, I don't know what they say, but basically, like, use the the rod of God or what I don't know. But they they spank them over and over, and and the baby keeps crying. And I I did it once with my son for eight hours until he <gasps> finally stopped crying. Oh my god, I can't even it's handle this. What the fuck? Yeah, I that's just a always have to like exercise. They do for all the babies that are born in that religion. Mm. You know, whenever I think of a child suffering, I just age it really quickly and make it so that it's old enough to like 
try to understand what happened to it and maybe make peace with it. Do you ever do that? Like, I can't stand thinking about children being abused. So I just age them really quickly in my mind and go, okay, cut to 20 years from now when they're fucking drug addicts and, you know, on intervention, nodding off in a shed after they fucked some guy in a Best Buy parking lot for enough money to buy heroin or whatever it was like I just picked even though that's not a better reality I feel like okay this adult can maybe go to therapy and understand what happened to it and I do the same thing with like really fucked up adults and I go just make them babies and then you'll like empathize with them like I just do it both ways to like soothe myself yes that makes sense I gotta stop watching all these documentaries I think for a while maybe maybe I should watch The Idol just well, I was not know, I was thinking like why for fiction like a lot of the girls like watching the documentaries and I used to watch documentaries I just can't do it anymore and I think it kind of goes to the conversation we talked about yesterday with gossiping because it is kind of like a gossip tale on this family not that I'm saying they did anything right or you know anything like that but right it's like, do they have any of the children on there to talk about their experience? Or is it just from like another perspective? So I, I wonder on if, the Duggars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all the oh, kids. Yeah. It's all the kids. Oh, okay. They definitely, you know, they talk about what happened. But yeah, not in explicit detail, but they do finally come That's out. That's the problem. I'm parents. like, I want to know what he did to you. And I know I'm a little fucking sicko that I want to hear the details of. They do say what they found on his computer, and there's audio of the police, you know, meeting up with Josh and being oh, like, hi, I we're here because the on these devices there have been, you know, we found this type of right. child pornography. And he's like, oh, is it from my devices? Is oh, there something really? up with these devices? Hmm. So it must be my employees, or I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, well, uh, one in um, 20 people uh Sorry, yeah, one in 20 people have watched child porn. Um, and that's a current statistic. So just know that, that if you and are Josh in a group of Duggars 20 people, one person has watched violent. child pornography. It really? wasn't your garden variety, whatever that means, oh, but it was like God. incredibly disturbing and violent. Um, so yeah, it's my, soul, what was the word yesterday, Noah? Soul slashing? Uh, slaughtering soul slaughtering. Soul. soul slaughtering. It's a little yeah. soul slaughtering. Well, Soul slaughtering. But this but these documentaries, they do make me so mad. The um and the Jared from Subway one is the other one that you like paired with shiny happy people. That was a nice pairing. <laughs> like a red yeah. wine and a <laughs> pasta. Um yeah, th- and that one was fucking sick. But that one I I mean, Chris also watched both of those back to back and I did an impression <laughs> of the woman in the in the the Jared from Subway one and was just like what he said to me next will stay with me forever. And it's like, they don't tell us what he said next. Like, they just, she just keeps saying shit like that. By the end of it, I'm like, someone molest this one. Like, I'm bored with her. Like, <laughs> I like, not that I want anything. I was just, and she's a hero. She went undercover trying to pretend that she was like into kitty stuff so that she could get Jared from Subway to admit on tape that he likes his stuff. And she came up with a whole file. She worked with the FBI. The FBI then like, we're not doing anything with all the evidence she was giving. Um, what them. a surprise! And exactly, they just they were just had this case going with her where she would have to like wear a wire and pretend that she was into this fucking guy that she was disgusted by. She would get off the phone with him and just puke. Well, they because- threatened her. They said what you did was oh, illegal. Yeah. So she had she recorded to, she had no him choice without to his, work with them. Yeah, at first she recorded Jared without his knowledge and without working with the FBI. She just did it herself because she was a news reporter. She was doing an interview with him at a, a middle school 
And she had no idea. She was just like, oh, this is an inspirational guy that lost a bunch of weight eating Subway sandwiches. And he leans over and was like, says something about I'm really attracted. She didn't even say what he said to her, by the way. Yeah, we never said, get that. He said that he he goes, I'm really attracted but to Anya, middle school girls. Why don't we have, why, first of all, why don't we have clips from that interview where she then is interviewing him right after he said this to her? Because they literally go, three, two, one. He's like, I'm really attracted to middle school kids. Action. And she's like, hi, I'm here with Jared from Subway. Wouldn't that have been an interesting part of the documentary? And don't look like they, Wait. did they put it in? It was not in there. The interview that she did with him. No footage of that. After Right after he oh, said that to her. Oh, the interview. I thought that there were no more interviews after that. No, I thought they just he said it to home. her right before they started the interview oh. and she said I then I had to interview him having just heard this and had to put on a smiley face Great I'm like point. show that that would have been interesting but maybe there was some legality behind it but so then she so she Noah she took it upon herself to be like okay he just said that fucked up thing to me I think this guy is up to no good and he is going on all of these middle school tours to try to get kids you know running and jerking and like he's trying he's trying to get these kids active so he can fuck them and so she decided to and he's kind of he's into adult women too which a lot of people that are into child pornography by the way they like adult women too it's not just like one or the other it's actually very an interesting thing you can hear about on the sam harris podcast that you if you dm me i'll send it to you but um they um so he's he was like into her this woman and she could tell that he was flirty and that's why he even like kind of shared that with her the middle school girls thing and so then she was like okay i'm gonna just pretend i want to date him and so she followed up with him and was like hey like i'd love to hang out and so then she went to his hotel room and recorded him recorded him and she was so he tried to like kiss her and stuff and she pushed him off and he was kind of persistent so when he went to the bathroom she ran out and um and then just began a relationship with him where she would be like i can't see you i hate this my phone my facetime doesn't work whatever it is you know the the lies that women do to not have to actually see someone and um like i can't get away from work the kids it's so busy so she would just be talking to him for hours a day on the phone so she finally went to the fbi and was like look at all this stuff i have and they were like you broke uh, federal law by recording someone without their permission. She's a news if reporter. You That's don't cooperate with us. Exactly. But it's still breaking federal law even to do your own little investigative news <sighs> journalist thing for your little local Florida station. And so, as I said, if you don't cooperate with us to actually bring this guy to justice, we're going to charge you. And so she was like, OK, so then they have her then they're they're telling her exactly what to say on these calls. And it's so traumatic for her because she has to talk about wanting to fuck kids with this guy and act like she's into it. And so she has him admitting she, that he wants to admitting that he's done it in Thailand, all these things. And they're not doing anything with it. They won't go in and arrest him. So she was like, I'm just going to go public with all of this. Fuck it. Like that'll ruin him. That'll stop him. And then she tried to do that, and I think they shut her up. It was just a, it was really, it ruined her Awful. life. It really she did. She has a like, chronic pain now. She developed, like, nervous disorder. Her children were really gravely affected by it oh, because they yeah, knew was something sad. was up with their mom. And her daughter, like, went into her notebooks one day and found all these notes because she would keep copious notes after each phone call just to of have what he would evidence. Say. And, so and then her daughter awful. finds all this stuff and doesn't know what the fuck it's about and is like, ew, my mom is... Like, like having a disgusting 
yeah, relationship with a disgusting person. And anyway, it just tore her whole life apart. It's so sad. But she couldn't tell her kids because it was an FBI investigation. So she couldn't tell anyone. It just like, it reminded me of watching The Departed the other night. And Leonardo DiCaprio was like losing his mind because he's living this double life. He, he could get caught at any second. There's this amazing scene where he goes and he's wired for the first time. And if Jack Nicholson finds a wire on him, he'll cut his head off like in in a it, very slowly too. like saw his head off. I mean, this guy's brutal what? and he's wearing a wire and he's just like sweating so much. And he goes into the bathroom and they're listening in the car like and then he goes into the bathroom and he just takes it off and he fucking throws it. I feel like he throws it out the window or something like he gets it off of him so he can go back in the room and like chill out because if they catch him, it's so that's the movie is so fucking good. I gotta um, see that. I you've never seen The Departed? No. Oh, <gasps> oh. I'm so excited for you to see it. Noah, have you seen I The Departed? But I'll, I'll oh, add it to my, my watch list. Oh my God. My mom hadn't seen it. And that's why I watched it the other night. My dad was at like music practice. And my mom and I were just like trying to find some reality show to watch. And then all of a sudden, De- The Departed shows up. And I'm like, you've seen <laughs> this, it right? place in Boston? Yeah. Oh. It, listen to this cast. Jack Nicholson, Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio, Mark Wahlberg, Alec Baldwin, uh, what's his name? Uh, Martin Sheen. Any women? And the list goes on and on. There's so, Matt Damon, sorry, Miss Matt Damon. It's wow. insane. It is so fucking Scorsese. good. I can't believe I haven't seen and it. And there's the song in the beginning of it that I asked you about in when we were in Europe and you were like, I've never heard that before. And it's the Gimme Shelter, the Rolling Stones. Oh, right. Do you know that song, Noah? Yeah. Do you know that she says rape murder when she's like, rape murder. It's just a shadow way. It's just a shadow way. She's going, rape, murder. I had no idea until I watched Whoa. The Departed I and I saw that. the caption. I was like, this woman's screaming rape. I thought she was screaming, whoa, Jimmy. I thought she was saying, <laughs> whoa, Jimmy. But she was saying rape, murder. That's what <laughs> you like, say this is my kind of song. Um, but yeah, it's in, in one of the hottest sex scenes of all time is in that film. I literally have masturbated to that scene and I only Wait, masturbate to hardcore I have seen that part of the movie because <laughs> you've brought this up before. Oh yeah, I used to bring it up on the serious show that yeah. we had. It is, they play, um, what's, uh, Van Morrison is singing, I think it's Van Morrison is singing Comfortably Numb by, who does Comfortably Pink Numb? Floyd? Pink Floyd. Floyd, yes. And it's um, Van Morrison singing it and this, and Leonardo DiCaprio shows up in the rain um, and he's, he's been seeing this therapist who's played by um, Via. I always, Vera I like to, Farmiga. Yeah. Like very familiar. Via <laughs> Farmiga. I think, um, remember the sulk on Twitter? He, he made that distinction once that sounded like Vida, very familiar. Via Farmiga. She's the therapist that Leo has to go see. Oh, I think I have seen this scene. And I, because I talked about it nonstop yes. when we lived together. So <laughs> he's seeing her and she's like horny for it for sure. And then he is like, I am going to fucking die if you don't give me pills. I am in panic constantly. Like he can't tell her really why because he's undercover and all these things. But he's like, I'm going to kill myself and it's going to be your fault because I need these fucking pills. And she gives him like some, she goes, Here, some like two. And he's like, Fucking two? He was like, Fuck you. And then he, he walks out of her office and then she was like, she walks up, she, then she chases him down and she's like, she hands him a, prescri- you know, a prescription. And she was like, we're not seeing each other anymore. She was like, take this, but you're not my client anymore. She starts walking away and she's like, just walking. And then he goes, hey, since I'm not seeing you anymore, you want to get some coffee sometime? And she's like, 
okay. And then they go to, and then it's like hot. <laughs> Leo's the hottest, by the way. But then, and she's dating the other guy. She's moving in with Matt Damon's character, who is his nemesis during the whole thing, but they don't really know it. This is not too much spoilers, I promise you. So anyway, she's moving out of her apartment to go move in with Matt Damon, who is his nemesis, but he doesn't even know it, and she doesn't know it. And he and Leo shows up at her place, and then it's just a very short scene, but I watched it a million times. It's the hottest thing ever. It's that tension before they decide that they both want to fuck. And if you could bottle that, I'd be on Skid Row, baby. If you could bottle, <laughs> if you could mainline the feeling right before two people who have never it really is the best that's the most depressing thing about monogamy <laughs> without question is that no more that you feeling have the it. rest of your life i think you can have huh? it if you if you guys um if you break up no well yes through that but mm-hmm. also okay. um makeups if if one one of the partners goes out of town for an extended mm-hmm. period of time then comes back no and then, not, so, it's not the same as someone that you're like i don't know if they want to fuck me but i've been thinking about this for weeks and fantasizing about it and this might happen but i don't know and like that that tension before it actually one person actually leans in you will yeah. never have yeah, that again true. ever if you're married and that is why i think most people were jealous of taylor swift's relationship because she was having that kind of sex and most people are married and not and it's a bummer and with who? Matt, Matt Healy? Yeah, who she's not broken up with. But yeah, like that's... Does that ever depress you guys? That you I, won't have that anymore? Not until now. <laughs> no, that's not true. I've talked about this before. <laughs> no, because I remember very specifically when Avi and I had that moment. And yes. um, we... Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, so it was... um so. Okay, I'll just do a little recap. It's hot, right? Like, was it so yeah. hot? It was so hot. It was on. It was on like President Street in Brooklyn in Cobble Hill. I thought she was going to say President's Day. <laughs> I did too. I was like, oh, did you get a mattress for sale too? <laughs> <laughs> and it was after we um, met for our first date. After I did the book, getting to I do in our DMs, and we met at a bar. And he's like, oh, what do you want to drink? And I'm like, oh, water. I don't really drink. So uh, we ended up going to like a little restaurant and instead we just ate and had a good time, good conversation. And then um, he like walked me to my car and I was like, oh, you don't have to walk me all the way to the car. Just walk me to the corner. And then um, we just kind of like looked at each other and it was so romantic. Like it was nighttime and the streetlight was on us and it was on the corner. (sighs) I can't remember the, it might've been like Court Street and President Street or something like that. And then he just kind of like leaned in and we kissed each other. And then I just like ran away. (laughs) I was like, okay, bye. I did too. The first time Chris and I kissed, I ran away because I was like, I got it. I don't want to lit, like, I don't want to fuck this up by doing anything else. This is just what I wanted. I have no plan after this. He's like, where are you going? (laughs) Yeah. He literally was like, uh, he said he'd never seen anyone call a cab like so quickly. (laughs) Wait, you kissed and then you ran away. And then I like called a cab and then he was like, do you want to come over? And I go, oh yeah, right. And then I got in the car and I was like, I'll see you at work tomorrow. What about you and Matt? Um, yeah, uh, not what no, it didn't end the way your stories ended. <laughs> um, I'll tell you about the moment that I love that I think about all the time. It was a hot summer day. I had just done a silent retreat for like three or five days or something. He picked me up from this place. We were not boyfriend and girlfriend, but I was probably meditating about him the entire time, all yes. horned up. It was summer. I was hot as hell. I was like so horny for him. He and I remember. 
we went to lunch or something and then we came back to his place and he's like, do you want to watch Stop Making Sense about the talking heads? Like the Jonathan Demme documentary. Have you seen that? I was like, whatever, put anything on. I don't care. And we're lying on his bed watching Stop Making Sense and the window is open. Had you open. kissed before? Yes. We had kissed before, but it had been like a year. And I was like dying oh. to see him. Oh, yeah. that that You're right. A year. And also oh you guys weren't together. So this will, yeah. you can get it back there. we had already had sex before. But I was wearing this blue silk dress that was really thin. And I remember when he picked me up, he goes, I like your Quaker dress. Like he nagged me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was something like... He goes, I like your Mennonite dress. And I was like, Mennonite? What do you mean? <laughs> and um, and then we're lying there on his bed. And I just remember there was a breeze from the window. I'll never forget it. And my dress was fluttering up. It kept like fluttering up. And I'm just like, when the fuck are we going to kiss? I'm dying. I'm just like, when is this movie going to be over? I'm 30 minutes into this movie. And I'm just like, this guy is not making a move. This guy is not making a move. And the breeze is fluttering. And I'm just staring at my dress. And I'm like, I am dying. And then I just remember like my arm moved a millimeter and touched the hair on his arm, on his forearm. And like I barely pressed into his forearm and then he like rolled over and that was the beginning. Like, yes. We, and I was just like the hottest moment of my life because I was dying for it for so long. Yes. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like the dying for it. Like I'm never going to, I do yearn for my, my lover. And I like miss him. And there are times where it's like, oh, thank God. It's never as good as the first time. It's like the first bite of food. It's never, it's no, nothing's ever going to beat the first bite or like the first. It's just, and that kind of sucks. Final thought that I don't know that, that you have to say goodbye to that the rest of your life and have no more of those. No. <sighs> I don't I'm think alone. so. That was not my first Everyone time. Everyone has to act like they're fine with it, and I don't think anyone is. I think and I just wasn't my first time. I just cherish it. And then it's not well, like, the first time. You're, I'm just talking about you're never going to have that with Matt again. I mean, you never know. I could be <laughs> you in have Boston to break with up, my though. client and giving him pills. You'll have to be. There'll have to <laughs> yeah, be I mean, some breakup yeah. for that to happen again. Is what I'm saying. So I guess yeah. you do never know. But if things go the way that we all plan in marital bliss, you don't have that feeling yeah, again. Yeah, there's not as much fear, danger. Um, what does Esther Perel say? Eroticism needs danger, desire. Yes. Yes. Like, even yesterday when we went to the Muni, there were some, like, girls that I, either Chris, like, knew, for, like, he kept saying, like, there was certain people being like, Chris, and then he would go walk, walk over these girls, and it turns out they were just, like, girls he works with that I've met before and are not threats at all, but they were, like, cute girls, and, um, and yeah, I, I was, like, so excited about it. Like, that, ma- it made me so much more into him to feel the threat of, like, so and not even the threat of like this girl doesn't st- no one stands a chance I know that but also uh, it just it, that really um that made me feel like alive again not yeah. again but like for a little second of like this could slip away or like I could I have this threatened I need that I really need so you that get other kinds of feelings that you wouldn't yeah. normally get with someone that you're not with you know what I mean 
So could that be yeah, the trade-off? It's yes. fun. It's a fun buzz. Could you get a dog? It's exciting. <laughs> you feel those feelings too, like this unconditional no, love. Like everyone talks about these. De- no, I understand that, and I do. Like the the things that the the intimacy I have with Chris is intimacy. Nothing can ever touch that, but it doesn't f- spike my dopamine levels. It just doesn't. Like the solid ground of like having a partner who will always have your back. It doesn't make my brain itch. It it just, it will never do that. And that's just science. Yeah. You know? It's like, such it a drag that those dopamine hits, are, the, the ones that I remember from my life are, all happened when I didn't have anyone having my back. So the stuff I was craving was like a, a guy I could count on too. But, you know, yes. I would have these dopamine hits once every, I don't know, eight months or something. Until or like, the other night. Yeah. We were talking about, like, just wanting a man to, like, like stare at us and just be, like, marvel at us. Like, I can't believe she's my girl. And, like, oh. always protect us and, like, have a, a gentle arm. Like, I send pictures to Rachel all the time. talked about this before. <laughs> of just men's, like, nurturing hands on the back of their women. Like, and Chris does that to me. It just feels so fucking good. Of just, like, uh, yeah. like last night he was had his hand on my leg. And, like, I didn't want to move because I didn't want to, like, stir it. You know when your dog, like, rests its head on your, and you just don't want to move at all because you know your dog will be like, well, I don't care anymore. And, yes. like, I was just like, oh, I want to move. But my leg was, like, cramping. But I was like, I can't stop getting this whole, I, like, want it so bad. Um, but I do believe what I think I just realized is that, yes, you can argue all day long that no marriage provides and it's, uh, monogamy provides these stable feelings and all this good stuff. It's true. It's good for you. It's like good for your soul. People live longer who are like paired up. It's like what we're meant to do. But you do say goodbye to awesome feelings. It's the same as quitting alcohol or quitting drugs. Like you, anyone who's listening to this who has given up a substance knows that yes, your life does improve in these really boring ways. Mm-hmm. And these ways that just make that, but there's no more sp- spikes. There's no more like, woo, the girls are here. <laughs> like there's, you're not saying the girls are here anymore to anyone if you don't drink. No one's ever proclaimed the girls are in the house, unironically, if you don't have booze in you. So you'll never do that again. I will never be like, what's up, y'all? Woo! Like I'll never be that excited about anything. In I don't know, dude. I will Our never hear like an weird. Usher bass beat and be like, uh oh, uh oh, what's up? Like I'll never. It'll never happen because I don't have alcohol coursing through my brains to behave that Cut foolishly. Cut to Nikki puking <laughs> in the shower. No, I mean like you quit drinking for a reason, but there are great thi- there are things about it that made me feel amazing, and there are things Alive. about it that I miss so fucking much, and there are things about. Um, if I did co- have ever done cocaine, I think I would have missed those feelings too. Like you're giving up something when you say goodbye to these things. And to, I, I don't know, like I just can't get on board with monogamy being like, it's all good and there's no downsides. The fact that you'll never have a crush on someone again, you'll never wonder That's like, not true. oh my God, does he, li-? you will, you're still going to feel attraction to people. I mean, I know when obviously he's a hot girl. That, it's like it's smelling or- food without eating it. It's boring. You'll mm-hmm. never get to eat it. Yeah, but I guess like the way I think about it is I could have attraction to someone and like flirt with them, but I get to be saved from that like extra step that I like I don't like when they finally hit on me and then I have to say no. It just it could just kind of linger in that like purgatory. Yeah, that's kind of fun, actually. And yeah, to and I 
I wouldn't be in a relationship if I valued all of these things more than a relationship. Like, why would I choose that? That's not what I'm saying. Right. Um, in case Chris sees this and is like, then why are you with me? Because I would probably feel the same way if you were saying these things. I'm just saying there are, even for, I'm constantly like, really me forever? No one else <laughs> ever again. Till you die, you don't get to live again. You know that, right? Like, this is it. You don't get any more pussy the rest of your life. This, how could you i mean i because he the loves only your way pussy. i would ever be able to get why he loves your pussy that's all he needs it's i just i know that i'll never have any dick probably the rest of my life any different dick i don't i will not i would not sign a contract that says like i still want like anything could happen that's what I want for the rest of my life. I, and I, I won't admit that my parents are going to die someday. I won't admit, like, the, admitting that I will never have a crush on someone and maybe, like, a first date with someone again is a tiny death to me that I'm not willing to give in f- fully to. Even yeah, if I do get married, sense. I will still be like, there's always divorce. Like, and not that I want that. I don't even want it. I just need a trap door. Is that relatable at yeah, all? Yeah, totally. Like, I, just the way that you I won't think it. about my parents dying. I know they're going to die. I know that I'm probably going to be with Chris for the rest of my life. But, and if I marry him, I certainly will know that. But I still won't, I don't want to think about the fact that it actually, me- and it's all fear of death. It's really essentially like, I'm not going to get a second time to do any of this shit again. The fact that I'll never be 17 again. The fact that I'll never be 27. Like, all of these things really depress me. I hate like I'll never have this day again. Like ever the second. Like I'm I'm one second closer to death now. It's all just fear of death. I think is mm. ultimately what this is. I used to have a joke that was like men don't want to, you know, become your boyfriend because they think like if I go from being like casual with this girl to a boyfriend, then boyfriend equals like the next step is engaged, and then the next step is marriage, and then marriage is forever, and then I'm dead. And then it's like makes you think of death. It's a very close way. You know, commitment is a close, close way to remind you that you're going to die someday because it's like till the word death is in uh, vows. <laughs> it's yes. crazy. But I realized that joke was my fear all along. <laughs> That's what I'm scared of. But it's relatable. I was, I was projecting it onto men who didn't want to date me. But the truth is I was choosing men who di- I didn't want to date me because I'm terrified to find someone that I'm forever with. And it fucking freaks me out. And that's probably why I'm having dreams where I'm getting raped every night. Okay, on that note. We gotta go. <laughs> I tried to get some dopamine out of Matt last night. We were having dinner. I lit candles. Then I was I looked at him. I was like, so when did you know I was the one? And he's like, uh, I don't really believe in the one. I'm like, all right. Uh, well, when did you know, like, you wanted to marry me? He's like, I don't know, babe. It doesn't matter. This <laughs> like, this is not going how I want it. I was like, I'm trying to get something romantic out of you. He's like, they don't remember. <laughs> they don't remember these. They don't. I bet Avi is probably like, oh, yeah, that night. I don't know. Were we in Manhattan? No, like, he, he probably wouldn't be able to place the cross no, streets. Or does he? He, we relish that night yeah no he oh, so he's very about good before. about it but um i don't know i just feel like there's nothing and and even if someone put you in that position on you where it's like do you remember like that and, and how we fell and all it's like maybe it's just uncomfortable to to talk about yes. it and being he did put on the finally spot. come up with a good answer first he, he said well he goes uh i guess like the way we fight is like good 
I'm like, the way we fight. Your impression of him is hilarious. <laughs> that's how you decide you want to marry me. He's like, um, I mean, we do fight pretty. I feel like we resolve our conflicts. I'm like, I wanted something romantic. He goes, he goes okay, okay, hold on. I like that you're funny. You made me laugh, and I laughed a lot with you. you and I think I just knew, uh, you know, she's weird. She's funny. I like that we laugh so much. So I guess that was when no, I kind of nice. Knew. Yeah. Yeah, I'll try to ask. Maybe I'll call Chris right now and ask him when he knew. Hold on. on speaker. Yeah, I think he's probably napping, but let me just. Uh, I like how we resolved conflicts. Yeah, that's like, I like that you don't cuss me out and say, fuck you, dick, and leave the room. What, whatever you do in... It's not that. It's actually pretty cool. He's going to be like, why is she calling me? He's hey, like, There's trying to think you're in trouble. I know. <laughs> or he's in trouble. Um, Babe, I just found. Come on. Oh, he's asleep. Oh. <laughs> Tell me why you love me. <laughs> <laughs> when did you know? He'd just probably say the same thing of like, you're funny and you're weird. Maybe and, he can um, text it to you and we'll post it on Instagram. So besties have closure. I, he won't allow that. Oh. He won't. Because <laughs> I'll go, if I say it's going to go on Instagram, he'll be like, I can't. I don't. It'll be too much pressure for him to write something perfect. It just won't. Oh. There's no way. Okay. I, I'm glad he didn't even pick up because I doubt he would have. He would have been like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> like he has to like think about being things. recorded. <laughs> yes. No, I would have told him I'm not like that bitch in that Jared Fogel. Doc. I'm just kidding. I love her so much. Thank you for your work. Um, I think right, he would say, what can I say? Glaze, she's like no other. You know, I just knew when I saw her, this lady. No, he is, did not know when he saw me. No. He was just like, really? I get, like, I guess this, I think she's into me. I don't really know. Like, he was confused by it. Yeah, no, he did not know right away at all. At all. I've, I've hunted this man down. <laughs> I know. I'm a mastermind. Matt told me that too. He goes, uh, when did I know uh, when you told when you me told you me? were the one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen to the song Mastermind by Taylor Swift. And that is how I feel about my relationship. And so do all of us. Because that is, it's like, we we read a book, bitch, to get this locked down. Oh, all right. Thank you for listening to the show this week. Um, we'll be here next week. Don't you even think we won't. Um, have a great weekend. I'm going to be in Vegas with David Spade July 3rd. 30th and 31st. I'm going to be in Highlands, California, um, the 24th. And I have a bunch of tour dates. Let me look them up really quick. One September second. Chicago, Illinois. Um, Chicago yes. I'm sh September 15th, Chicago. September 16th, Peoria, uh, Englewood, New Jersey, Calgary, uh, Napa, Wheatland, California, San Francisco. I can't even, it's scrolling past too fast. This is the worst graphic I've ever seen. Who did my, oh, there, <laughs> then there's, I'm like, no one can find their date. Detroit, um, Pennsylvania, Ontario, Portland, um, Atlantic City, uh, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, Baltimore, Boston, Lawrence, Kansas, Riverside, Iowa, San Diego, California, and um, yeah, and that is not even all of them. We're still adding more. So thank you guys for coming to see me live. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll see you next time. Don't be cut. And d -d 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 just um, don't dream what I dreamed last night. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.